What's that movie that I just saw? <laughs> yeah, nice try. Too bad there's no O-level for Captain. You already look bad to future generations. Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that's a meddling, interfering fool who knows nothing. <laughs> I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Amy Schneider. Amy! Yes. Good news. What's that? We only have two episodes of The Crown left. Hooray. I feel like I'm the queen of it <laughs> at this point. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. No option to resign. Just No. And yeah. I mean, well, also the, like, the weird thing, I don't like from a recapping perspective, mm-hmm. I don't like the, the Netflix dump. Mm, yeah. It's yeah. not great. No. Well, because the conversation about this is already over. I know. It's it's oppressive. It is oppressive. Yeah. Much like The Crown. <laughs> yes. This is the penultimate episode, mm-hmm. episode nine, Potter Familius, which we were going to record on the same day that we went to go see Paddington 2. Yes. But we were like, hey, guess what was great? Paddington 2. Guess what made <laughs> us feel like we wanted to slit our wrists? Potter Familius. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the tonal also, shift was just too abrupt. I just need you to know that I've been telling everybody to see Paddington. Yeah. My friend actually had the gall yesterday to tell me that he thought Paddington looked like hot garbage. And I was like, I was once like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I met a little bear named Paddington <laughs> Brown. I got my, my mom rented it from the library where she rents all of her movies. <laughs> yes. In case anybody's wondering, this weekend my mom is watching Paddington, Hidden Figures, and The Big Sick. All right. So she's Great. really, yeah, yeah, you know. It's really, you know, I mean, we complain about being behind the zeitgeist with this podcast. I know. But <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we're two weeks behind. <laughs> At any rate. Well, you know, yeah. I felt like she made good time on The Big Sick. Oh, yeah, that's true. That that's, was just out this summer. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. I told her she would love the parents in it. Ah. Which was my way of not saying I hated that movie with Fire <laughs> a Thousand Suns, except for Ray Romano and Holly Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that with my friend Dom, who invariably, when I go see a movie with her, we always talk through the previews, mm-hmm. and some white guy leans over and goes, um, could you please be quiet? And yeah. we're like, <sighs> fine. <laughs> yeah. He said that to us when we went to go see, um, what's that movie <laughs> that I just saw? <laughs> <laughs> i tanya <laughs> right yes but like it's like the preview for the post oh yeah which is like dude you already know this like it yeah. all happened in reality yeah it's yeah it and was, like it we was weren't even, it was as in the news as anything can possibly be and like we weren't even being la- like it's the yeah, preview yeah. it's commercials bro yeah just because they dim the lights does it make it any different than yeah. regal first look or whatever i also like the way you told that story i imagine it being literally the exact same guy every time <laughs> it <kind of> is. <laughs> it's always like a guy with a beard and a hat and glasses and it's like why don't you have any friends yeah Oh, well, is it because you shush people during the previews? Well, that in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Foosball! <laughs> well, rugby. Foosball! <laughs> All Foosball right. is rugby, right? No. Uh, Shh. It's, a- it's soccer because they can't use their hands. Okay. In foosball... <laughs> Right. Like, you know, foosball, well, the table? Yeah. they. I mean, they can't use their hands because they don't exist. Right. So. That's what I'm saying. Right. Well, yeah, because every soccer player has their arms just removed, right? I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah. Right. And then they're fitted with prosthetics. <laughs> yeah. Because it's actually, it doesn't count as a handball if it's a prosthetic hand. Yeah, exactly. Little known fact. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, there's a loophole. Yep. It's the foosball loophole. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd like to <laughs> just sort of, I don't know. I was just envisioning this as like an inspiring sports movie, like <laughs> Air Bud or whatever. Gentlemen, <laughs> they said you'll never get your prosthetics, <laughs> but you have them. I don't know. <laughs> Be called. Give him a hand. <laughs> Money boys. Yes. Play while Charles. Oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and this is so long. Yeah. I thought because there were so many like action sequences. Uh-huh. But this was an episode where there were so many like flashbacks and cutaways. Yeah. This wound up being like on paper the longest recap of the season. Yeah. Um. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, episode that's not about the queen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just pointing that out. Because this is probably like one of the best episodes of the season. Yeah. And again, I'm not sorry that it's in here. Yeah. But also, like, I bet Liz has some problems <laughs> that we could flash back to. Yeah. And it was more, as and as, as you know, this is more like my personal vision of hell yeah listen like, i as i was watching it i didn't mean to yeah but i was completely over identifying <laughs> on your behalf i was a wreck yeah because well, i watched it one time yeah and i was like well i better re- like i have to be the one to recap this because <laughs> yeah. i can't make amy do that <laughs> and then oh like in because I recapped right. it the night before we were going to record it, and yeah. then by the time we got back from Paddington, I was like, I can't go back to there. <laughs> I can't go to there. It's yeah. so fucking horrible. Yeah, we're like two sentences into this, bit. <laughs> right? And it's already awful. Charles is just standing off to the side, struggling to warm himself and just looking anxious. Yeah. And some guy explains to Liz that Charles has also struggled in school, and apparently Liz is trying to have. Charles be the first heir to attend quote unquote normal school. Uh, if it is in Britain, <laughs> it is not normal. I've seen a lot of your movies. <laughs> yeah. It's just how I know the same way that I know that ugly people in California just don't surf. <laughs> people are like, oh, I surf. And I'm like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> right. Although I think there's some technical definition of a normal school. I think it might be a school where you get grades. Like, so, like, you're measured against norms or something like that? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. What are the other ones? Uh, I mean, well, clearly, like, just, they're like, build a wall. You've graduated. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, uh, you know, you all stay in here and you get a diploma if you speak Latin and aren't murdered by your classmates. <laughs> and, you know, it worked for 500 years. <laughs> Right, but they have to take their O-levels or whatever, don't they? Well, they do now. And, like, arithmancy? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, they listen, mostly have actual grades now. Listen, did you know that I'm letting everybody pick what Harry Potter movie we watch? <laughs> but I narrowed it down to three of the lesser offensive ones. Okay. It's going to be Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, mm-hmm. which, like, sucks. Uh-huh. But also it has, like, the most, like, of, like, the world-building stuff. Yeah. And the special effects are crap. Yeah. So we could have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Uh, then there is the Goblet of Fire, mm-hmm. which has Maggie Smith dances in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also it has Cedric Diggory okay. played by the once and future Edward Cullen. Right. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then also. You excited Def- for that Valentine's Day, by the way? Oh, my God. You have no <laughs> fucking idea. That was one of the previews that I think the guy was shushing us over because I was reacting. Yeah. And I was like damn because like they're gonna get into some shit well i guess I, you know she's like into it now well all I'm right like, all right anyway listen i'm getting all tingly we can't talk about this right now um, yeah anyway 
the third Harry Potter movie that we might do is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Okay. I chose Part 2 because you hate when they go camping. (laughs) I sure do. (laughs) It's not so much that they go camping. It's that they go camping is an exhaustive description of the plot. Yeah. I'm not leaving out any details. Now you know how I feel when I read Tolkien. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they go camping and throw a thing into a lava field? Like, (laughs) Well, they try to. (laughs) (laughs) That's even more. That's that's a product of the fucking British educational system right there. There's your non-tax dollars at work. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've gone far. <laughs> yeah. Just for the record, we're doing uh, five Maggie Smith movies for our Patreon members. So if you want to uh, be if you want to hear us recapping one of those three Harry Potter movies, pay up. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Listen, I'm usually the hard sell one, but even I am taken aback. Yeah. No, that was that was that was harsh. It was harsh. I will soften this by saying you only have to pledge $1 a month to hear this. Yeah. Anytime that we program something that we raised money for on Patreon, Mm -hmm. you get to hear it even if you only pay us $1. That's right. So give us your dollars, (laughs) please. Yeah. And you can literally like sign up for a dollar and like download everything and then just cancel. Like, oh my God. (laughs) Quit telling them how the sausage is made. You've clearly never worked in sales. Oh, no. Yeah. Third prize is you're fired. In your case, second and first prize is you're fired. You're fired, Amy. This oh, is now- so I won? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Never mind. You're unfired. I'm not doing this alone. No. Okay. All right. We're still not through this hellish sequence. Okay. That is the first of the episode of many, many hellish sequences. Okay, some boys knock Charles down and rub mud in his face. Yeah. And this guy is the headmaster of Cheem. Come on, Britain. Look, it's called Cheem. I know, I know. I, I, I transcribes them like I see them. <laughs> so this is Charles's primary school, and he says that the experiment has not entirely been a success. Liz offers him a biscuit. <laughs> he says that the other boys read about Charles in the newspaper... And they see his palace detective outside, and we see Charles waving. <sighs> I don't know how I'm going to make it through this, dude. Yeah. I know that part of making it through this is not stopping every 30 <laughs> seconds to say, I don't know how I'm going to make through this. Right. But fuck. Yeah. Just know that even if I don't say that, spiritually, I'm stopping every 30 seconds. Yeah. To be like, why? Yeah. So they all make fun of him, and he says that Charles is different not only because he's the heir, mm-hmm. but he is uncommonly shy, sensitive, and delicate. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And I really feel like the headmaster's trying to be like, he's he's gay. We're saying he's gay. Do you know? Right. Well, actually, Except, you know, he doesn't well, have... I've been thinking, you know, about all kinds of different things. Yeah. Because I was like, well, maybe he's on the spectrum somewhere. Yeah. Or maybe he's trans. Yeah. Uh, not to be no, I know, uh, but, Jeffrey yeah. Tambor in the most recent season. Of... <laughs> She's like, you're a trans. You're a trans. Yeah. There's also, and maybe we'll talk about this when we talk about Harry Potter, but you know, there's a meticulously researched fan theory that Severus Snape was actually a trans woman. I have I have seen this, I think yes. I sent it to you. Probably. I think that's why you see it. It's that, that your story checks out. I know. I was like, I'm going to relate to you. <laughs> Yeah, nice try. <laughs> Look, I know you hate Harry Potter. That was probably a dumb move on my part. It was fine. <laughs> and again, as established, I've I've read all damn all the damn books. Like I can't. Yeah, why did you do that? Was it to impress me? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> 
Okay. All right. All right. That's our proscribed 30 second break. (laughs) So he says that his suggestion would be that Charles attend Eton College, which is very near to Windsor Palace. And Liz is thrilled. She thinks she was hoping for this outcome. Mm -hmm. And she shows Charles how close he'll be and says he can come home on weekends and sleep (laughs) in his own bed. Yeah. I have to ask Daddy, but I'm sure he'll agree. Uh, wow. At this point, lightning crashes (laughs) over the castle. Yeah, and there's just like a... (laughs) Just a swastika. We had a Charles voiceover, which I found terribly exciting. (laughs) I don't know if I just have Stockholm Syndrome or what. Well, I mean, it was like just last time i was like well you know we never really hear much about mm-hmm. what's going on with charles and Anne, and it's like oh you want charles eh yeah <laughs> so he was writing a letter to uncle dicky <gasps> uncle dicky <laughs> and he is very close to uncle dicky and mm-hmm. this checks out i forget it was during the time that i went down my rabbit hole mm. about margaret's jewels that led me all sorts of places mm-hmm. um but Basically, Uncle Dicky was Charles's sort of surrogate grandfather mm, um, mm-hmm. slash father because right. his own father, as we'll see, well, yes, uh, not great. No. Uh, so we'll cover that on Fashion Backwards and Amy Repeats History. Mm-hmm. And he is very relieved and now excited to go to Eton. <laughs> and he thought that Uncle Dicky might have gone there as well. Yeah. But no. <laughs> Uncle Dicky had private tutors and then he went to the Naval College at Osborne. So he's very envious of Eton. Yes. And uh, yeah. listen, mm-hmm. I also did a little Googling of <laughs> Craig Wise. <laughs> Emma I, Tom- I bet you did. Uh, Emma Thompson's much younger husband. <laughs> uh, and he's as delightful as can be. Yeah. And he he has such a great tone in his scenes with Charles of yeah. being like, he's like, I'm an adult and I respect you as your own person, mm-hmm. but I also am aware that like I'm an adult mm-hmm. and I can do, you know, yeah, just it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. He just really strikes the perfect tone because he's, he's like speaking to him as an equal, but also he knows how to make Charles feel good. Mm-hmm. And Charles needs that. <laughs> so he's so supportive. And Greg Wise truly is the cowbell of this show. I just <laughs> want him in every scene. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And he suggests a gentleman's outing to Savile Row to get his bespoke uniforms made. And it is so sweet. Yeah. This be, you know, listen, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, tune out now. <laughs> because this is the high point of this episode. Yeah. Because Charles I mean, is so thrilled as yeah. he goes through all of these absurdly yes. stupid outfits. Yeah, the first one in particular, I was like, are you kidding me? They're not kidding him. No. That's, yeah. They eat a knot. <laughs> it's not the knot that's the problem. No, it's the no. top hat. <laughs> yeah, the top hat. I mean, everything else building up to it, you're like, eh. and then they bust out the top hat, and it's you're like, just, oh my yeah. god. Uh, also, houndstooth alert <laughs> in this one. There's a tweed jacket. Well done. Also, I just made a note here that this episode is so painful that I just took a break at two minutes and 46 <laughs> seconds in to schedule a social media post about Greg Wise. So that's where I'm at with this. Right. We are 5% through the episode. Uh, so we see Phil driving up to Windsor Boo. blasting. <laughs> You know, some moderate boogie rock or whatever. <laughs> uh, oh, boogie rock. He's carrying a tra- uh, trophy and he walks in. And he's like, hello, I won Biggest Pratt again. <laughs> oh, congratulations, dear. <laughs> I believe that makes 10 years in a row. <laughs> it's a world record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's some Navy race or whatever. And he tries to put it into like horse racing terms for Liz. That's probably the only not awful thing he says or does the whole episode. Yeah. 
It's it's perfectly cute. Once uh, again, we warned you. Tune out now. Right. If you don't want to be traumatized. Yes. He thinks that horse races are measured in fetlocks, which is not true. But anyway. Yeah, that's a piece of hair, you dum-dum. <laughs> so Liz suggests that he look in on Charles and compliment him on his new Eden uniforms. And his idea when she says to look in on Charles, he's like, oh, good. I'll show him my trophy. And I'm like, <laughs> kids don't want to see their parents' trophies, bruh. Yeah. Yeah. Not in any way. Despite the fact that Liz was so sure Daddy would agree, uh, Daddy don't agree. (laughs) (laughs) And he says that, no, Charles is going to Gordonston, which is where Bill went. And clearly the inspiration for Durmstrong or Stromderm or whatever it is in Harry Potter. (laughs) Right. Even though that's clearly in, like, you know, some Slovakia somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and Liz says that, you know, Dickie thinks that Eaton is good for Charles, but Phil quite disagrees. He just will not take any argument, and he's like, this is the arrangement we made, and he, like, basically threatens to, like, leave her Mm -hmm. if he doesn't get his way on this. So Liz says fine, but that he has to be the one to break it to Charles. I I think it's in here where it says something about, like, all this stuff, this isn't the real world, like, for Charles. It's the next scene. Okay. Because he says it to charles ah right yes so you were remembering it but you were psychologically <laughs> papering over it and making it less intolerable yeah no i mean i was distancing myself mm-hmm. so he breaks the news to charles and charles is like it's like well i do like scotland uh, but um you know he says it's far and it would be an inconvenience for them to visit him there and Phil says, no, it's fine, and he's going to fly Charles there himself as a special treat. As Charles is eating breakfast, Phil says that he felt the same way about Gordon to Gordonston because he wanted to stay at home with his favorite sister. And he's like, I'm going to let you in on a secret. This is not the real world. Like, ugh! Oh, okay. Yeah. Sort of? Yes. Right. But he needs more context because even if his experiences are not universal, they are his reality. Yeah. That's that's what I wrote. It's like, it is the world he is forced to live in from now until the day he dies. Yeah. So that's you pretty know, real. Like your wife, uh, like you, yeah. who actively chose this, mm-hmm. which arguably, beyond everything else that we've criticized you for, makes you the single most fucked up person on this show. <laughs> yeah. Because you were like, oh, jolly good. <laughs> and then Phil's like, oh, here, the uniform hasn't changed because it's a god-awful medieval relic up there. So uh, you can have my old uniform. Uh, his old jumper? Yes, his old Listen, jumper. Listen, Britain, it is adorable that you call sweaters jumpers, <laughs> but you're wrong. <laughs> also, his jumper doesn't even fit him. Yeah. Like, God. Well, it's like, you know, when you were talking about like, He's oh, are they, are they... Are they ever around their kids? I'm like, clearly not. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and I'm not even looking for him to be like a modern day, you know, mm-hmm. baby Bjorn dad. <laughs> like just any kind of acknowledgement yeah. that he is different from you. Yeah. I mean, and I guess that's the sort of parental child thing. Like either I your mean, parents figure out that you're different from them or they don't. Yeah. Wow, that book I read about narcissistic parents is making a lot of sense to me right now. Sure. 
Anyway, we now get a flashback. There's a guy named Don, and he's speaking to Baby Phil. <gasps> what? Baby Phil. Baby Phil's so adorable. Yeah, he is. I kept thinking I'd seen him play Peter Pan somewhere, but I hadn't. No, I know. I, just, you, I, just, I mean, like I looked a, him up, too. I, I was like, assume this is... every British boy with unruly hair is playing <laughs> Peter Pan at some point. Or is even playing Peter Pan as, as like, are you playing Peter Pan right now? And Probably. We're just not noticing. Yeah. <laughs> Baby Pan. <laughs> there were no subtitles on the German that Don was speaking. No yeah. bueno. I don't like this. Agreed. Uh, incidentally, since we don't have subtitles on this podcast, no bueno means no good. <laughs> yes. Anyway, oh, they're at Schloss Wolfsgarten, Germany, <laughs> 1934. I bet nothing bad will ever happen to anyone in this scene. Yeah, things are looking <laughs> up at Schloss Wolfsgarten. <laughs> Like so on the nose. What's more on the nose? Via Windsor or Schloss Wolfgarten? Wolfsgarten. Yeah. I think it's Wolfsgarten because of the S. Like you yeah. couldn't just have it be one wolf. Nope. Like is, I know they have a pack, but. It is the castle with a garden with many wolves in it. <laughs> I prefer my gardens with ideally no wolves at all, but. I don't know. <laughs> if you can gain their trust. <laughs> Just one or two hanging out by the hydrangeas. Yeah, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Be a cool. <laughs> anyway, Don is sporting a swastika armband, so I assume he is one of the prominent Nazis <laughs> we have heard so much about. Yes. And Phil's sister Cecile is dressed for her own funeral. Yeah. To fly him to school. And like Don is like, Why are you dressed for your funeral? And she's like, uh, I better be prepared for the inevitable. And he like Don just looks at Phil, he's like, She's your sister. And I'm like, This isn't cute. No. This isn't fun. Yeah. Is that is that like wait what do you mean is that also a trait that Phil has or like what do you anyway Now I told her to do it <laughs> Uh at customs baby Phil confirms that he is Greek and so gets the old swastika stamp on the passport uh probably a collector's item now really Oh probably is. Um <laughs> well if it's his yeah well Especially. I mean for sure yeah. That, yeah Yeah but who who wants to buy that <laughs> Uh, yeah, people. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, come on, let's get this over with, you know, because she hates That's flying. what I said before recapping this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, and so we get a shot of just the plane with the swastika on the tail flying over the mountains. And I'm like, why do I have the feeling that Indiana Jones is about to attack this plane? <laughs> <laughs> that passport. <laughs> it should be in a museum. <laughs> We were just saying that. Philip! <laughs> we have to go back! Back to the future! What? Is this Steven Spielberg produced joint? I assume they all exist in the same universe. Is it? Yeah. Back to the future? Produced by Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think so. I mean, I know it was directed by Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, but I think it was produced by Steven Spielberg. Okay. I don't know. I just assume he did everything back then. <laughs> Uh, so on the plane, Cecile is praying in Latin, which I found intriguing. Like, I would like to know more about Phil's family's spirit. Like, are they Greek Orthodox? Uh, if so, shouldn't they be speaking Greek? Uh, yeah, I, I would. Or I like, were they Catholic? Or did she have to convert to Catholicism? Anyway, I got a lot yeah. of questions. Because well, I think they specified at one point that it's they're in Bavaria, which is the Catholic part of Germany. Oh, so yeah. Okay. So, yeah, she is having major, major anxiety as they hit choppy air. Interrupting the in-flight service. Yeah. Like, come on. We're all waiting on that. <laughs> uh, Phil leans across to her and says, and holds her hand and says that it's just air and not to worry. 
And the boy playing... Oh, I already said this. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Oh, but I didn't say that I think it's in the Magna Carta that every child actor in Great Britain has to play Peter Pan at least once, which is crazy Yeah, because it anticipated the publication of that novel. Well, they've been waiting for centuries for somebody... Everyone was assigned in college the task of writing Peter Pan so they could find out what the hell it was. Finally, J.M. Barry cracked the case. I befriended the most delightful... Was she a widow? I don't know. I never saw Finding Neverland. Anyway, we've just incepted ourselves in this joke. Like we do. In case I didn't intro that properly, I was about to repeat my comment about baby Phil playing Peter Pan. I don't think this will be necessary to leave in future Kelly, but like, eh, better safe than sorry. We'll we'll work it all out. In post. (laughs) And baby Phil says it's freezing and wonders why he couldn't stay in Germany. Is Bavaria warmer than Scotland? Uh, probably. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I believe you. I don't yeah. care to fact check it right now. Nor do I. Cecile says that their father insisted that baby Phil be educated by a genius, and since Dr. Hahn is a Jew, staying in Germany would have been impossible. Phil wonders why the genius chose Scotland. Great question. Yeah. Uh, it will become even more of a great question as we see <laughs> what this school is. Yes. So as the car rolls past, some boys are building a wall at Gordonston. No apparent supervision. They're building a fence. (laughs) Yeah. It's their last defense. It's just a bunch of young children, giant stone blocks and like ladders and shit. And it's like... Build character. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Scouts of character. (laughs) Too bad there's no O-level for character. (laughs) Builds character and walls. Cheap walls. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and all the other boys are running around being gordonston boys yeah they're wearing sweaters short pants and knee socks what the fuck is that about it's cold uh, i think you mean jumpers oh my god <laughs> they're called sweaters yeah and uh they're not impressed by his title and they call him some foreigner and he apparently has no last name. That's what he says, yeah. Yeah, because the kid's like, Philip what? And he's like, just Philip. And I'm like, you should have thought of a cover story, dude. <laughs> Kids are cruel. Yeah. Philip Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think you have Scotland? <laughs> yes. <laughs> In the present... Liz watches news coverage of Phil and Charles arriving at Gordonston, and there is much pomp and circumstance. Mm-hmm. Dr. Hahn uh, talks about Phil's history, and this is not on the news. The news. <laughs> this right. is them having an actual conversation. Yes. Uh, passed do- through the television screen. <gasps> yeah, anyway. So they're talking about Phil's history, and Phil says that he built the wall that they passed, yeah. so we'll probably never hear anything about that again. No, I mean, I think that's... that that completed the arc of that wall yes. right there i think and and phil you know goes to dr han and says he doesn't want charles molly coddled yeah and then they pose for some photos and the other boys hubbub red leather yellow leather watermelon 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 yeah rhubarb liz should have insisted on in coming along because she she could have pulled the guy aside afterwards herself and said i do want a molly coddled and i'm queen yeah <laughs> So uh, they've assigned Charles to the same dormitory that Phil had, and even the same bed. Barf. That is weird. It's so weird. I would hate that. I would also hate that. <laughs> I can't think of anybody who's thought, gosh, it really brings me comfort to be sleeping in this bed that my parents slept in. 
Charles is introduced around to, you know, the boys as Phil's like futzing with a broken window and complaining about the royal detective that's there. And he says he wants Charles to learn to fend for himself, which is uh, dumb because... Yeah, he's literally never going to have to. Yeah. (laughs) That's what the mustaches are for. (laughs) Do you think Martin's going to have to grow a mustache, Charty? (laughs) If he wants to get a promotion. (laughs) He should have grown that mustache before his wife started measuring for drapes. (laughs) You better measure my mustache for drapes, woman. (laughs) Does the mustache match the drapes? I don't know what that means. Um, Maybe not, because often, as we've discussed, men's facial hair does not match the hair on their head. That's true. Yeah. Think about that, men. (laughs) Get it together. They can't. They simply can't. Oh, man. My Aziz Ansari impression has only gotten more hilarious after he was outed as being a a creep who's bad at sex. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't know she was saying, oh, no. (laughs) The claw. What a fuck bag. Um, Let this be a lesson to you, men. Learn how to have sex good or we'll embarrass the fuck out of you with an op-ed and call you a rapist. Yeah. Or an impression. Yes. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Well, now Aziz Ansari is not listening to this podcast anymore. Damn it. I know. Yeah. Well, I guess he's lost much of his influence First now. Billy Eichner. <laughs> now Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Or Triple uh, A. Oh, my God. Remember when Triple A yeah. followed us on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Listen, I can't remember how to pronounce his name or I would give him such a big shout out. I believe it's Adewale Akinoye Akbaji. Okay. The reason it's fresh in my mind is because at some point this week I decided to re-listen to our coverage of Titanic The Legend Goes On with the (laughs) Dowager Cousin Jackie. Uh, it came up in that episode That's as well. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Oh, man, that was, man, we were so young. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. What, what are we talking about? Oh, there's more news coverage of <laughs> Phil signing Charles up for Gordonston's annual challenge, a grueling physical challenge in the inhospitable Scottish Highlands. <laughs> oh, good. Right. Wow. Because if anybody looks, if you think one thing when you see young Charles in this, you're like, oh, there's a physical specimen. <laughs> Liz is extremely not thrilled, and neither is Uncle Dicky. Yeah. More Greg Wise, please. Oh, my God. And listen, Peter Morgan, I did not care for you as a person <laughs> on Fresh Air. But <laughs> if you're drunk and listening, or if one of your research assistants who work round the clock, right. which I hope that they do not. Yeah, that is against the law, sir. Anyway, I don't know what kind of unions they got in England. <laughs> Better than here. I know, right? Yeah. So how can they be working round the clock? Uh, more Uncle Dicky. We demand it. Yeah. So we see uh, rain falling because it's fucking Scotland and it's terrible all the time. Did you hear when they said inhospitable? <laughs> yeah. And Charles cannot close the window and is thus getting rained on. And his dormitory head says, like, tells him to stop you know, messing with the window and to just sleep in the wet bed. This is like the movie If. Yeah. Except that that movie had kind of a happy ending. Yeah. And this is where, like, the real horror of the episode started sinking in for me. Like, this is just, how can you send your kids to boarding school? How can you do that? I don't know. I mean, maybe, like, I don't, like, 
these days they're not like the torture chambers that they were in England for most of its history, probably. But still, just like I don't know, it's so all sad. I wanted when I was a kid was to go to boarding school, yeah, and also to have a twin sister in a bunk bed, <laughs> and we would have a conveyor belt that would like pass books between us. Um, none of those things came. To pass. <laughs> I don't mean to disappoint anyone. There's still time. <laughs> I mean, uh, you don't not look like me. <laughs> It'd be weird to have a bunk bed, though, huh? <laughs> yes, it would. Close-ups of Frost. Remember, inhospitable Scottish <laughs> right. Highlands. The boys wake up and head out. Oh, it's a flashback. I uh, see. Yeah, yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> okay. They make baby Phil get up, and they run in short through the woods. Yeah. Uh, it's all muddy and gross. After this, uh, baby Phil can look forward to a cold shower. What a horrible place. <laughs> I hate it. Yes. Then in the locker room, the boys all strip down and charge into the cold shower as a group. Now, it is not only that it's a cold shower. Yeah. This locker room is in essentially an unheated barn. Yeah. So even when they're not anywhere near the cold shower, you can see their breath. Yeah. This like makes Lord of the Flies look like a spa. <laughs> they had fruit at least. I know. <laughs> and they could kill the fat kids. <laughs> so baby Phil watches and then goes and stands in the cold shower for much longer <laughs> than necessary like a psycho. Yeah, just staring at he them. He just Batemans the fuck out of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, respect it. Yeah, like if you had come like if you had just seen these and you didn't know this was the future Prince Philip, you're like, "Oh, mass murderer yeah like absolutely that's, that's how this ends Great. Uh, the boys all walk away and it's unclear if this has been successful at i mean i don't know what his goal was yeah you know yeah uh to impress them to frighten them i don't know yeah i don't know either or he was just insane so outside the boys are all building something they're like boats <laughs> a boat a boathouse they're they're at a boathouse something with boats yes there's boats in the vicinity and baby phil says like won't help he says that he won't do manual labor and you know why why the fuck are they having to do it mm-hmm. fair question i agree yes the other boys not impressed by this reasoning they're like oh you say no better and he's like yeah and so you know well they ask if he is if he thinks that he's better than them right oh yeah that he that he is better and he's like, yeah. I'm a fucking prince, bruh. Yeah. So that doesn't go over well. Well, they all know about his Nazi sisters. Yes. And his philandering father. And his mentally ill mum. So things go down at that point. They, uh, Him and sort of like the lead boy are fighting. L- lead boy throws him out the window. Like, it's the second story window. And you're mm-hmm. like, what the heck? I mean, he, he lands in the water. Pond? Lake? Yeah. River? Just, we don't know. It's just water. Wherever they have in the inhospitable Scottish <laughs> Islands. It's Lake Gordonston. Baby Phil goes to see Dr. Hahn, and he says that Jim threw the first punch. Now, I wouldn't hate Dr. Hahn if he wasn't the headmaster of this. Like, <laughs> right. I don't understand how this achieves your goals. Yeah. He seems like a reasonable dude. He yeah. wears those weird sunglasses from the 30s <laughs> that I like. Yeah. Anyway, he understands his anger, but they must build a new way because the world needs saviors, men who have put fury behind them. Oh, you think you're Charles Xavier? <laughs> who the fuck are you, sir? Yeah. And like, then he, well, and it's like, oh. And then uh, he asks baby Phil, he's like, are you ready for the new way? <laughs> Show me the fever into the fire. Actually, that happens much later, and this music is oh, way sadder. Yeah, you're right. Uh. 
Uh, so on the phone, baby Phil tells Cecile that he wants to come home. And she says, you know, it's all right. They'll hang out at the half term um, because other people are going, I think, like to a wedding or something. Yeah. But then she'll still be there. And so they can just hang out together. Well, she was just going to tell Don she's not going. Right, right. Also, she is pregnant because Herr Hitler wants them all to have as many children as they can. Good idea. <laughs> then Don pulls her away from the phone because there's a bunch of Nazis singing and drunk because those look, the Nazis did two things kill Jews and sing drunk. Yeah. That was their big selling point. They're like, hey, you like drinking a whole bunch of beer and then singing? And everybody's like, you know, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, here's your swastika. Let's go. <laughs> uh, also, this second thing. <laughs> Too late now. <laughs> You've already got the swastika. You already look bad to future generations. <laughs> oh, so then, listen, listen, this is directed by, I think, Stephen Daldry, who did Billy Elliot, and I don't appreciate yeah. his fuckery. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know, fool me once, that's cute. Fool me twice, I've got a recap to write here. <laughs> right. I need to know what fucking day it is. <laughs> the boys are all running outside. Oh, great. And they're all hitting Charles in the head. Uh, there's like a car pulling up and it's uncle dicky mm -hmm. and he has charles come into the car and he's chatting with them and asking if he's made friends <sighs> charles says yes one although he's sometimes hard to understand and uncle dicky says oh yes i heard they'd let some of the local boys in and i'm like <laughs> no not local boys <laughs> they're as inhospitable as the highlands themselves <laughs> I mean, this one sounds maybe like he's okay. No, he does. He could just yeah. be shit-talking him the whole time. <laughs> Uncle Dicky explains to Charles, he says, you know, that I'm close with your father, but I'm not your father, which means that you can confide in me. And I cried really hard yeah. in this part. Yeah. yeah. I bet Greg Wise is just the best dad. <laughs> he has two children. One of them is adopted. He's a really good dad. His daughter won a poetry contest. <sighs> He says that if Charles isn't That's, happy, go ahead. He must tell him, and he will take care of it. Yeah, and like I believed him. Yeah, I was like, look at your face. Yeah, and Uncle Dicky hears the other boys from outside the car call Charles Dumbo, mm -hmm. which is the worst Disney-related insult there is. <laughs> and Charles then trudges back with an F and M hamper, and I tried to look up what an F and M is. Fortnum and Mason. Why did that not come up, Britain? <laughs> Sons of bitches. Okay, and here's what I really don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, he's the fucking future king. Yeah. How were they allowed to? Tr like, they would have been murdered two hundred years ago. Like, I know that's not appropriate to say. Right. But it's just like, why are you being like this? But it's you know, this is what happened for. 500 years in the british upper classes is just like phil everybody's like well i had to go through it yep and uh, jesus look it's still it's still going on uh, yeah everywhere yeah and for some reason yeah every generation of parents is like well you should have to go through what i did and i'm like maybe we should just stop reproducing yeah. honestly i don't think this is working out guys <laughs> yeah at a palace Phil asks Liz why she isn't dressed for dinner, and she says she needs to talk to him. And I'm like, so is dinner postponed? Are, are there guests waiting? What, like, it takes a time to get dressed. When did Mike Mulligan go to the bathroom? <laughs> 
She says that she's decided to take Charles out of Gordonston because Dickie has reported that he is unhappy there. It describes it as hell on earth, Colditz with kilts. And Colditz was a POW camp yes. during World War II. I looked a thing up. <laughs> yeah, I did. It was I me. Think, yeah, I think it was also used in World War One, and I think it was the setting of the episode of Young Indiana Jones where Indy was a prisoner of <gasps> war. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was one of the best ones, really. I believe you. I had it on VHS for a time. Uh, I Listen, we've talked about this before on this <laughs> podcast. It was weird because they're apparently speaking French, but of course they, were, they weren't doing subtitles back mm-hmm. then. So it was just, we had to like infer that they were speaking French. Yeah. Some of it was very strange. <laughs> anyway. That's the French for you. <laughs> they're very hospitable, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Liz says that bullied children are scarred for life and scarred children make destroyed adults. Because somebody had figured something out. Yeah. Like, look, when you're getting outwitted by Liz. Yeah, something is wrong here. <laughs> Liz says that Charles belongs at Eton and at Windsor. And this is where he feels more explicit okay, about. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I couldn't remember, but I now I do. Yeah. I mean, he was like extremely forceful the other time. And this time he's like, no, you remember the agreement we made. Like, and when he's like, yeah, his education is my responsibility and you do well to remember the promises you made to me right. if you want to keep your husband. And Liz looks terrified. Yeah. The subtitle is Elizabeth Quivers. Yeah. I was like, blink twice if you need help, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Phil looks out a window in his tux. There's a lot of that, too. Like, yeah, we, yeah. Didn't, we didn't need all this. Yeah. We're already like 45 minutes in here. <laughs> Stephen Daldry. <laughs> I hope it's you and I'm not haranguing I, I the wrong director. I think you're right, but anyway. Charles is looking at a trophy case featuring a photo of his father wearing a medal. Believe it's from the annual challenge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And up in his dormitory, I believe it's his dormitory, Dr. Hahn asks yeah, if right. he is preparing for the annual challenge. And he basically tries to talk Charles out of it. Yeah. So much for not molly coddling him, huh? Yeah. Well... Yeah. So he says physical endurance is only one path to self-determination. And I'm like, well, it appears to be the only one that you have at this school. Right. Do they have classes at this school? I don't like think so. at all? They're too busy like trying to keep the walls from falling down. <laughs> I didn't put this in the notes. Yeah. But I mean, this place is basically falling down. Yeah. Like Yeah, yeah. The just the interior is just completely like it looks Well, because it was all constructed by unsupervised children. See, I just assumed it was a moldering old castle. Well, yeah. That was in a state of disrepair. Right. I mean, honestly, that wall looks great. <laughs> that's a, that's speaking, a good point. You're right. It was built within the last 20 years. <laughs> Dr. Han is a good person. Yes. I think. In his heart of hearts. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think... I think he's not a bad person. He's we can not a definitely bad say that. He tells Charles... Because he's trying to help him relate to his father. And I'm like, you can't. His father is a monster. (laughs) He tells Charles that baby Phil also had his struggles, but he overcame them because he asked for help. Mm -hmm. And Charles just says, "Mm, I'm going to do that challenge anyway, though, because my dad wants me to. Yeah. And Dr. Han is like, "Okay, let's not. Yeah. Hmm. They're trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah. So the boys are doing a team building wall climbing thing. We're back in the past again. Right, yes. BT to, be, does. to be clear, yes. Don't. And Phil takes a moment to, while pulling Jim up, who's the guy he was fighting with before, punch him in the face so that he falls to the ground. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. 
I get it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this school is terrible, but also, yeah, violence. So you tell me. Yeah. Dr. Han is lecturing him about like platonic ideals and... And baby feels like it's 1934. <laughs> that ship done sailed up somebody else's butthole. <laughs> and says that, well, now thanks to all this, Phil and Jim can build the main gate. I was like, no, but li- can't literally, can they? Do they know how? Will anybody tell them? They are them? going to find out. <laughs> On the phone with Cecile, she says that she agreed with the headmaster that baby Phil should stay at school over half-term break to complete his punishment. Uh, so now she has to fly to London for the wedding. Like, couldn't she just be like, I'm enormously pregnant and I don't feel like it? Yeah. I don't know. What does yeah. Herr Hitler have to say about that, Cecile? <laughs> she tells baby Phil to behave well. And then Phil breaks the phone. Yeah. He just breaks the fucking phone because mm-hmm. he's mad. Yeah. This other kid is there. We've seen him a couple times. I call him Harry Notter. Uh, <laughs> he calls him a prick. I don't think I call people pricks enough. <laughs> I think I need a... That's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> call more people pricks. Yeah, that's that's a great... Anyway. And then Cecile prays as she boards the airplane, which looks so not aerodynamic <laughs> it looks like a mobile home yeah <laughs> it's like got aluminum siding yeah like there's like you know there's like a satellite dish coming out the side yeah <laughs> it's like one of the planes that didn't fly in the wind rises yeah <laughs> right a phone rings and dr han han answers and speaks german into it his secretary is also on the line and by the way his secretary is a super weird mute character yes that is just like always like standing stock still and staring at people like she's more ghostly than even patricia indiana i feel like she's much more real yeah i don't know why yeah german thing i don't know (laughs) (laughs) Um, looks out the window so a boy is calling baby Phil in Dr. Han explains to him that the plane attempted to land in Ostend after bad weather prevented a landing in Brussels and all 12 souls were lost this scene is excruciating yes and it can't be overstated how much more empathy I have for baby Phil (laughs) than adult Phil yeah because he's still kind of a prick yeah I did it ah there you go see (laughs) He's still a prick, but mm-hmm. he's a baby prick. <laughs> okay, so yeah, this is not going. Well. Be careful, Look, but he's yeah. not fully formed as an asshole. Yet. Right. He hasn't learned all the wrong lessons yet, <laughs> but give it to the end of this episode, and he will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to do the math, which doesn't seem to add up, but it is four crew: Don, Cecile, Ludwig, Alexander, uh, the Grand Duke's mother, a nurse, uh, some guy named Joachim. And Cecile's baby. A newborn was found in the wreckage. Yeah. And baby Phil's face is a mask of pain. Like, this kid is crushing it. And also, like, his performance is so in line with Matt Smith's performance as the adult Phil. Yeah. Like... It's crazy good yeah. what this kid is doing. Yeah, agreed. Cast him as Peter Pan. <laughs> He's about to age out of it. Unless you already have, which we assume you have. <laughs> I'm flying. He's <laughs> not going to want to sing that song anymore. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, Dr. Han is saying something about arrangements, but Phil just leaves and goes upstairs to cry against a wall. And uh, just imagining plane engines and the screams of his dying family. 
And so then he climbs out a window and goes into the woods. And this sequence didn't quite work for me. Yeah. Because it wasn't clear enough to me that it was fantastically uh-huh. it had to be. Right, right. He's in Scotland. Right. But I was just like, this is too much. But he, you know, is imagining the plane going down and like Don attempting to comfort Cecile. And he, you know, is sort of walking through the wreckage in his imagination and it flashes on the face of one of the young boys. There's like Cecile delivering her baby and like she's so kind of happy in that moment. Yeah. And then we see like the eye of her corpse. Yeah. Because like Phil can't even fully imagine that. Yeah. That's one of the most like upsetting childbirths I've seen. I think the one in Sense8 probably edges it out just because I knew the character better. But anyway. I know Most nothing of your Sense8. I know, but some people get it. I know that it's the official television show of your people. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. And that's also why it was canceled. <laughs> that's also true. Make more use. <laughs> <laughs> We're out there recruiting. I wonder if that ever happens with like the Wachowski sisters and their like, <laughs> you know, SEO person. They're like, why can't there just be more trans people? <laughs> Where where are we on the conversion? <laughs> no, no, no. Not to our products, to trans. <laughs> I do my best. That fascinates me. Because like, I wonder how long they knew about it. You know what I mean? Right. No, I know. Because well, also, yeah. like, having a same gender sibling is something that I don't understand at all. Right. And I guess you don't. I mean, you kind well, of do. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's so confusing. It is very confusing. No, I mean, I, I can really... only imagine what it's like to be you. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, that would be weird enough just having a sister yeah. to me. But then to have a sister, and we're both like, oh, but we're really dudes, though. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm very curious. Yeah. I know it's none of my business, Wachowskis, but if you ever want to hang out, <laughs> uh, I have a trans woman named Amy. Uh, she would hang out with you. Uh, yeah. No, it's all right. We're friends. We're all, we're all friends now. Oh, are yeah. you? Oh, yeah. oh man. All, we all know each other. Well... <laughs> Yet another club I'm not part of. You're not allowed to wear secret pizza parties. I don't even want to come. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to talk about hormone patches. <laughs> talk about getting electrolysis. <laughs> I mean, I've got some hairs on my face. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Cousins, if you're trans, I assume you're invited. <laughs> <laughs> to Amy and the Wachowski sisters secret pizza party. They already know. God damn it! <laughs> I've already said too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, if you're listening, Amy's trans. <laughs> Amy was Tom. Now she's Amy. We yeah. keep having to explain this. Which is, I mean, and really, like this episode in particular, because I'm like identifying so hard with you know baby Charles is so much like you know baby Tommy, mm-hmm. which is just like. That's sort of a weird, like, speaking of being confusing. That's why like, I thought maybe Charles was trans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I understand. Because yeah. I was uh, like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Trans people are the most depressed people in the world. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so Han hears something, gets up from his desk, and he finds baby Phil's bed is empty. So he makes everybody go search for him. Like, that seems kind of excessive. Well, like, not like, I don't know. It's not like any of them have any homework to do. That's true. They don't have to. Go, like, they all just wake up and go running, and then that's it. Yeah. They find Phil rowing on the water. Like, what differentiates this from a work camp? <laughs> the uh, food can't be better. Uh, people are richer. That's about it. Oh, right. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. 
<laughs> that's the thing that really pisses me off. Yeah, well. This is how rich people think you, like, toughen your kids up. Yeah. Han sends the kids back, and then he says Philip, tells Philip that he is taking the milk train and going to London and then flying to Germany for the funerals. But the school will be his family when he gets back, which... Don't write checks he... your students' asses can't cash. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not a super, that's not really a great trade-off, actually. <laughs> Phil just stops rowing and just sort of floats there for a minute. Where the fuck was he going? Uh, I, I... He's in the inhospitable spot <laughs> at Thailand. <laughs> what did he think was going to happen? I'm making a break for Aberdeen! <laughs> So cut to a Nazi procession <laughs> as a famous opera song plays. Sure. It didn't say in the subtitles. No, I know. I thought maybe it was Verdi's Requiem, but I don't know nothing about no stinking opera. <laughs> the Reich has really gone all out for this one. Yeah. So this guy must have been up there. He was a prominent Nazi. <laughs> How prominent was he? I'm prominent enough. <laughs> a bunch of spectators are giving baby Phil the Nazi salute, and he's visibly uncomfortable. Probably not helped by the fact that he's not wearing a fucking hat. <laughs> but he thought Scotland was cold. Yeah. It's snowing. Yeah, well. We see a younger Uncle Dickie. Ooh la la. <laughs> yeah. But also very sad. And also a bunch of barking German shepherds, just yeah. in case we didn't know we were in Germany. <laughs> a line of Hitler Youth salute, which is like terrifying, but also like visually stunning. Yeah. I mean, welcome to the Third Reich. <laughs> right. That was their tagline. Photographers are everywhere, and <laughs> oh my God. That was on the posters for uh, The Triumph of the Will. <laughs> terrifying, but visually stunning. <laughs> Yeah, except then they blacked out the terrifying part. <laughs> it was terrifying, but visually stunning. Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. <laughs> <laughs> He's never written such a cutting and nuanced review. <laughs> uh, also, listen, you cut me off before I could say, oh God, you can see the children's two tiny coffins under the swastika flag. Yeah. Because you can. Eesh. You probably didn't because you didn't watch this. No, I, yeah. I've... And this scene in particular, I was having all these problems with my computer and it mm. kept shutting itself down. Mm. Good news, cousins. My computer problems have been solved. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I watched this scene like five times. Yeah. Whew. Yikes. It got more upsetting every time. <laughs> That's also a tagline for trying to well. <laughs> So Phil just stops in horror at the end of the procession. I guess he's overwhelmed by the Naziness of it. Yeah, something. I cannot figure out his feelings about Nazis. Yeah. Like, or why he feels anti... Like, he loved his sister Cecile. Right. He seemed like he was chill yeah. with Dawn yeah. and the heirs to the... I don't know. Yeah, I don't anyway, know. Anyway, he stops and this weird guy in a monocle just like looks at him and i thought he was just like this random weird guy you right. know like how there's always like a weird guy in a british movie that's <laughs> yeah. just like i say <laughs> yeah and uncle dicky comes up and says go on and um yeah i yeah. just like are you upset by the nazi part of this is it your grief i just i'm not clear yeah and that's not your fault baby phil <laughs> that's right it's all stephen daldry's <laughs> fault so we see baby Phil wandering through the reception or, you know, wake or whatever you call it. No, a woman in a black veil takes him to see his mother. She looks not great. No, not great. And it, has to be reminded that he is her son. Right. However, she is clearly the better parent mm -hmm. because then we see his father. The weird monocle guy. Yes. 
who says that it is all baby Phil's fault that they're all there burying his favorite child. Yikes! So, not the best dad. No. Okay, who who's worse? Lady Ross or Monocle Dad? Hmm. I feel like Monocle Dad, maybe? I think so. I mean, this is basically all we get of him, right? So, yeah, well, and like, because Lady I mean, Ross didn't physically abandon her child she just emotionally abandoned him <laughs> and to be fair he had polio <laughs> um now you make a good point um and like you know she didn't say that he caused anyone's death that yeah. we know of and she well and she, at the age of 12 and then you i mean for the you got to go with nazism for the tiebreaker really <laughs> was his dad a nazi i don't i mean oh, i mean presumably he helped arrange all of his daughter's marriages though so yeah uh, yeah i guess we should probably look into these prominent <laughs> nazis maybe we should perhaps in our special standalone fashion backwards amy repeats history episode good job amy you've gotten yeah. better at sales <laughs> but not by much <laughs> no I, I, nowhere it's to a go very but, low bar to clear <laughs> nowhere to go but up so Uncle Dicky is walking baby Phil to their plane and he gives him sage advice, which spoiler alert, <laughs> adult Phil will fail to fully comprehend. He says that Phil may hate his father now, but when he has children, he will also fall short and be hated and know what it is to pray for forgiveness from his own child. Yeah. Like, okay, sure. That's fine. Except I do not think that baby Phil's dad has ever done any such thing yeah and uh also uh fall short that's one way of describing his father's behavior yeah yeah yeah. but yeah uh, but see that's the thing and like this is the thing and we've discussed this like at this point we're like oh they're he's gonna remember this and save charles from that hellish death trap yeah he's in i i was totally team he's gonna spring charles from the death trap yeah what was he oh also this whole thing about falling short, being hated, and praying for forgiveness from your own child. Yeah. 33% of the reason I don't want to have a kid. <laughs> Not into this. Right. Don't want to repeat these dynamics. Yeah, yeah. Not that I'm saying you have to be perfect as a parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I understand. Where I'm coming from. <laughs> anyway, I would be happy to babysit your children. Yeah. Uh, is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. But I don't want them all the time. <laughs> uh, also, can you even imagine flying after half of your fucking family died in a plane? Right. And like taking it up as a hobby. Look, that makes more sense to me. I guess I than mean. Having uh, him fly to and back from the. F- because well, right. look. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. 1934. Right. We're not talking about a time when. Air travel acts like yeah. Cecile wasn't wrong. One of the Wright brothers was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they had a um, first flight at Kitty Hawk. Uh, right. Listen, no, I know, I, I, but they had it at the East Bay Center for Creative for Use, and I almost got it for you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, Kitty Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dayton rules. Kitty Hawk rules. <laughs> Typical Amy. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so back at Gordonston, it's nighttime and baby Phil leaves his dorm to go work on the wall in the rain. Han and his creepy mute secretary look at that and they're like, yep, school's running as planned. Also, are they vampires? <laughs> they never sleep. Because I'm like, it's probably three in the morning and y'all are just... Is that where you wear those weird Gary yeah. Oldman 
in Brom Stoker's no, Dracula sunglasses all the time? <laughs> right, no. The, the father was like, no, you had to go be taught by Dr. Han. He's taught members of our family for 600 years. <laughs> <laughs> His dad looked like a vampire for sure. No, that's true. Mm-hmm. A monocle vampire. They're the worst kind. <laughs> He's like Enoch Root. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man, I really want to reread all of those books, but they're so long. Yeah. And there's so many other books that I've never read. Yeah. No, I understand. <gasps> but I was thinking about Half-Cock Jack Shafto today. Yeah. yeah. Eliza. She's so great. Eliza. Different Eliza. Yeah. That Eliza would not put up with any <laughs> of the crap that Eliza Hamilton put up with. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Eliza, Ham- Eliza Hamilton never harpooned any of her boyfriends. <laughs> Uh, anyway, if you're not sure, we're talking about <laughs> yes. we're talking about the Baroque Cycle yeah. by Neil Stevenson, which are terrific books, which most yes. of you would really enjoy. Yeah, probably. We think. Yeah, they're just uh, super long. They're so long. Yeah, and my mom found that there was too much, too many jokes about poop and stuff. Like, I don't even know what she was talking about exactly. But There's barely any poop. There's I know. way more jokes about how fucking half cock Jack Shafto <laughs> has only half a cock. Yeah, which is uh, yeah. It's still half it's, a cock too many for some. Yeah. It's very his origin story is very similar to Hedwig's. Anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Phil just keeps on working on that wall. He's building a fence. <laughs> yeah. Uh which originally Jim was supposed to be helping out on, but uh I guess he didn't bother with it at all. Well yeah. Phil was like, oh, <laughs> It will be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just need to talk very briefly about Alfie Solomon's mixtape <laughs> from 1999, which I listened to about half of. Yeah. Because it's very like Dizzy Rascal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so you might enjoy it for that reason. I might. I enjoyed it for all of the many references to Shakespeare <laughs> and David Mamet, which are very common to rap. Uh, as I understand it. Phil is apparently like working like 24-7 is the impression you get. And uh, Harry Nodder. <laughs> Good job, past Kelly. <laughs> That's right. Uh, says the baby Phil needs help, but Han says, not till he's asked for it. Which, okay. That's, yeah. yeah. He's clearly going through something. Yeah. I mean, also, I don't want to help him build that wall. Yeah. Phil is, you know, struggling because he is not a stonemason and he is a child. Um, <laughs> yeah, all our stonemasons are children. They're uh, little hands. They get right in there, don't they? <laughs> no, all child actors are adults. It's crazy. <laughs> So he is, you know, like doing everything, but finally he's trying to set the gates into place and he just can't lift them. And so finally he staggers into the dining hall, just like completely bedraggled and like exhausted and says, help. It is so heartbreaking. Give this child a baby Emmy. Yeah. (laughs) Or just a regular Emmy, whatever. Also, I wrote here, Stephen Daldry also directed Billy Elliot Discuss. What's to discuss? I never saw that movie. (laughs) Why didn't I write that down? did I. Oh, a steelworker's kid wants to be a ballerina or whatever. Boo, seen it. (laughs) For some reason, I think the Full Monty and Billy Elliot are the same movie. I think there's a very good reason for that. Thank you. Brassed off. Kinky boots. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
that horrible movie we only watched part of about the snow globe factory. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. <gasps> I had forgotten about the snow globe factory movie. Oh, Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas? Rob Thomas Collier. Rob Collier Thomas? <laughs> Taylor's um, oldest <laughs> Right. No, Thomas was his character's name. Right. Collier something. Rob Collier James. There you go. Man, my grasp on simple Downton facts. No, I know. I feel like Bastion in the NeverEnding Story 2. <laughs> right. <laughs> I spent 30 seconds the other day trying to remember what the name of the youngest sister was. In what? Uh, on Downton Abbey. Sybil? I know. I was just like, I drew a blank on yeah, it. Yeah, and there's like, another character named after her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, you know, that was only in the sucky years, so... <laughs> Downton Abbey, the sucking years, only on ITV, brought to you by Amazon Prime. Viking River Cruises. Remember how much I loved those Amazon Prime commercials, though? Yeah. They were so great. They were they were cute. I loved them. I know. Okay. We're almost done. <laughs> yes. Uh, so everyone... This is the longest episode we've recorded since Downton Abbey went off the air. <laughs> Uh, so everyone leaves their toast behind to go help put the gates up, and Phil is filthy and sobbing. Uh, Dr. Han is proud. What a weirdo. Yeah. He's like, my goal for every one of these children is to be filthy and just <laughs> sobbing in the rain. Just miserable. Well, you know, it reminds him of his time in the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The boys get the gates up, and Phil tests them out, and they work. And the boys are like... Let's get back to our toast. Jesus, what a drama queen. <laughs> yeah. Also, here's a student with one leg for some reason. Yeah, he was in the he was in there the whole time. Does he yeah. have to run with them? I, pff, probably. probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <sighs> Phil stares at the inhospitable Scottish Highlands all mopey. I Adult still Phil. hate him. Yeah. Even though I have so much empathy for baby Phil. Mm-hmm. He drives on toward the school where we hear someone announcing that the annual challenge is a route 18 miles long. Shouldn't it be kilometers? Uh, it took them a while to go metric. Oh, okay. Yeah. The motto of the school is plus est en vous. There is more in each of Like more of what? Just more in each of you? Yeah, just just more. Guess what? There's more of in Charles, like anxiety. It just means all it means is that they're adolescent and haven't finished growing yet. <laughs> <laughs> Charles's detective hurries him along, and Charles is super not up for this. He drops his knapsack at the first obstacle, which yeah. is a pretty easy to climb fence. Yeah, like this is not. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. sure, again, that he's, like, feeling tremendously anxious, and that doesn't make it any easier. But it's like, right. anybody could climb this fence. Not and, anybody. <laughs> any, any like, person... I'm just going to dig myself a hole here. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No, it, it's, it is... Yeah. It is not an imposing... Like, you know, the fat kids are doing it. Yeah. The weak kids are doing it. Everybody's fine, except Charles. So we see the boys running, and adults milling around, and, you know, I hope those kids we sent miles into the Scottish Highlands unsupervised are doing fine. Right? God, it's a good thing they're not at Schloss Wolfsgarten. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be wolf food by now. (laughs) It's the only thing that keeps those wolves alive. Hashtag Team Wolves. <laughs> we don't need no stinking toffs. How many Nazis they could have taken care of. <laughs> Han greets Phil, who spent time moping and like didn't even make it there for the beginning of the race. I mean, to be fair, the beginning of the race probably sucks. It was the only part that had Charles in it. 
Well, he didn't realize that his son was completely incapable, even though he should have. Yeah, he definitely should have. He should be at Eaton with a sun hat. Come on. Oh, my God. He had one. I know. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So we asked how Charles is doing, and the guy's like, well, they should all be back at two. Should buzz. The royal detective is concerned somewhat belatedly yeah. like how did you think this is going to go down royal detective <laughs> or anybody else involved well that's why they only have one there <laughs> so they can't get together with any crazy ideas <laughs> he goes to check on charles and doesn't he so he, he dashes out to his car to go like ride the the route and phil and han enter the auditorium which is like smaller than i would expect yeah but anyway they just glad hand everybody and mm-hmm. phil clearly likes all these boys more than he likes his own son yep and also we see Harry Harry Notter 2, the next generation, is there. The final team comes in, Team B. Uh, but Charles, who I believe was on Team B, yeah. uh, is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, and one of the less athletic kids, they're like, oh yeah, we left him behind like at the first obstacle. Yeah. Like, nobody's seen him since then. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Han's like, ooh, well listen, why don't we start so we can hand out the trophy before your son's corpse is recovered <laughs> from the inhospitable Scottish Islands? <laughs> and phil asks for just 10 more minutes yeah and han's like i guess i have to agree (laughs) the royal detective is searching for charles and phil looks like he's holding in a fart of parental disappointment (laughs) yeah and the detective (sighs) he finally finds charles who is very dirty and just weeping behind this pillar yeah uh, that was the like I know listen we don't need to stay here yeah We've already recorded more minutes on this episode <laughs> than yeah. we have to spare yeah so Phil finally decides to go ahead and start with the awards and is like oh yeah you're all great and you've all got character and stamina and most of all and then Charles comes in with the detective uh and he's like and uh philip is like uh courage e. the cowardly lion shows up. <laughs> put him up put him up and charles is like i can't <laughs> so charles and the detective slink to the loser's bench in the back and phil presents the duke of edinburgh cup to team c led by simon harper hey charles ooh. attempts to literally disappear yeah and the detective tries to comfort him. I cried a lot. Yeah. I cried yeah. a lot. Yeah. A plane! Great. Nothing bad will happen here. <laughs> Phil starts to pep talk to Charles about his performance and says that he showed courage and determination. And, like, he's he's starting out well. Yeah. He's starting yeah, out. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's a moment where, like, okay. Yeah, you're going to pull this one out of a nosedive. Charles is panicking at the choppy air. Presumably yeah. he hasn't flown that much. Yeah. And... <sighs> You know, he keeps saying, you know, that, okay, so he's, like, saying to him that, in not so many words, that it's his fault that Cecile died, Mm -hmm. which is the completely wrong conclusion to draw, but when your dad literally says, (laughs) you caused your sister's death, it's hard not to believe that, even as an adult, and he says that Gordonston saved him, and that the struggle is a gift, and that Charles has to toughen up, and he's yelling at Charles... It's just air, which is what he would tell Cecile. Like, it's not a fucking charm. Like, that's not how air works. And he just starts yelling at him and saying, don't be so bloody weak. And he finally kicks him out of the cockpit and the detective comforts him once again. Yeah, it's just awful. 
So the car pulls up to Windsor. Anne greets Phil, and he's very affectionate with her. He's like chasing her around yeah. the hedge maze. Yeah. And Liz looks on from the window as Charles's nanny greets him quite effusively. And the nanny offers to fix Charles a sandwich. And he comes in and he greets one of the guards. His name's Martin. And just he has better relationships with the staff yeah. than with his own parents and with anybody his own age. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so this is where I'm expecting to see, oh, he never went back to that horrible place. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. He remained at Gordonston for five fucking years. Yeah. For five years. Yeah. Which he described as a prison sentence and absolute hell. Yeah. And then, like, it was like, and of course, when it came to his own time as a parent, he sent his children to Eton College. Yes. Because he's not a fucking monster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I have a lot more empathy for Prince Charles. Yeah. After all this. Because yeah. I had no idea. No. About me this neither. at all. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, okay. You were never given the opportunity mm-hmm. to develop any kind of social skills. Yeah. Or, you know, human relationships built on love and trust. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that he, you know, found that with Camilla Parker Bowles. Right. You know. Yeah. There's a lot there. Yeah. I mean, but for I sure. mean, just, you know, he. Yeah. He was essentially denied the ability to have. Like, yeah. Not just and to a far. Denied. Right. And to a far great. Like. There was always going to be some of that being heir to the throne or whatever. There's going to be some weirdness, but like it didn't have to be this. No, and it's like you know, Liz and Margaret have friends. Yeah, they yeah. have all kinds of friends. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, listen. Yeah. That's done. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Let us never speak of it again. <laughs> That's right. My God. <laughs> Until next time. Up, Up yours downstairs. downstairs. What? <laughs>